The same great light that broke the dark The same great peace that calmed the seas Hallelujah Alright, hey everybody, this is Jesse Whittaker. I'm the Dean of Students at Eugene Christian School. I feel so fortunate to have with me here on today's podcast our building administrator, Mr. Jared Malinchek. Hello. Jared, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, absolutely. This is great. I am excited to talk to you about all things Eugene Christian High School. Yes, folks, you heard that right. Eugene Christian High School. Yes. We are believing that God is opening doors for us to continue to move in that direction as he sees fit. If he wants to have Eugene Christian High School, then so be it. We're going we're gonna to be obedient to him in that way. Amen, brother. Yeah. So there's a lot of things about Eugene Christian High School that I want to talk to you about. Namely, I've got a sixth grade daughter, and we're already thinking down the road of when she's done at eighth grade, where's she going to go? So I've got my parent hat on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first thing, just right off the bat, yeah. why should we even consider looking into Eugene Christian High School? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and I think the, when we're talking about high school education, one of the reasons for a Christian high school that we're describing here is even in our K-8 program, we have academics, we have service, we have character programs, and all the things that we provide for kids. But as we've been prayerfully considering it, the high school and strategically planning for this, I think what we've all landed on is that we, as a, an entire team and staff, want to see Jesus in such a way that kids understand how influential he really is. And I think my experience has been so far within the church and within even Christian education, kids see Jesus as a savior. Mm-hmm. They form a worldview over time through lots of different experiences. But when they get older and they're in high school and with your parent hat on, the question will be, what kind of environment can be provided for my daughter or my son to see Jesus as a person who is influential in everything that I do? He's not only just my Savior, he's the Lord of the universe. And he can speak into the sciences, into healthcare. He can speak into finance, business, pick an industry, he's there. We are so, uh, we've so neglected the fact that much of our history is based upon how influential he was 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And the high school piece is fascinating to us because that's our basic practice. We want students to see Jesus as not just the risen Christ, but as one who's the most influential person in human history. And that has huge ramifications for their life. And with that said, it's going to allow them, through a number of things we can dis- uh, discuss here in a moment, it's going to allow them to emerge as a leader that can actually impact relationships, the community, no matter where God has them moving on beyond the high school. Mm, so yeah, from great. a parent standpoint, uh, he is the main enchilada. And so uh, we want to start with Christ and keep him there and then talk about, okay, now how do we make that mission come true? So you're saying then if we're looking at different worldviews and we identify Jesus as the worldview that we want to choose to follow, this is the best place to be doing that. Yes. And... We also know from a lot of different research and through observation and anecdotal uh, conversations, students will typically uh, keep their confidence, their trust, their faith in Christ when it's in a tangible sense, when they are in small groups and out in the community as we get to the high school, and they understand that this really is, this is the real deal. Everything that I'm hearing and reading about in the text and in my groups and in my classes with my teachers is actually what I'm seeing out in the world. It's describing the human condition, and it totally makes sense. Yeah. And then I look through history, and I see all of the people in the name of the Lord that have done work in all these different industries that we just mentioned. And now I want to give my life to that too. Mm-hmm. And now we've what we've tried to do, by God's grace, is develop a disciple for life. 
not just a person who knows some answers to some biblical questions. Yeah, a disciple, a follower, an intern. Yeah, there you go. An apprentice of Jesus. That's good. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about academics. Yeah. I've heard words like university model. I've heard words like early college, yeah. uh, flexible scheduling and things like that. Um, describe for a few minutes what academics would look like at Eugene Christian High School. Yeah, well, you definitely, in a, when you're starting a high school program, it needs to be so distinctive that it separates you from, there's many other wonderful high school programs in our area. There's uh, IB programs, there's hands-on engineering kinds of programs, there's IB in some of our public schools in the area. Um, and so college classes are available at lots of high schools. So if you start going down that list, you think, wow, it's so daunting. Why would we add anything else to the market? But I think the piece of the academics is what we know from the side of higher education is that students come to higher ed not always prepared. And when I say that phrase prepared, we typically think, well, that just means they didn't pass enough credits. And that, that's actually not just what I'm getting at. We know in higher education that students go to, to college and universities without the appropriate kind of prerequisites from their classes. They may have earned a high school diploma, but they're still taking high school math or taking high school English when they get to college. Something is fundamentally wrong there. Yeah. We also know from other data and research that uh, words like grit and perseverance, they're becoming very popular with the seven habits and whatnot in uh, pop culture those uh, pieces are forming because students are coming out of high schools very mechanical, you know, kind of, a, you know, falling asleep at the table kind of thing. They're not alive and they don't have those soft skills and those intangibles to work collaboratively, to get through conflict. Everything wants to be easy and nice and wonderful. So the academic model has to be set up to produce those things. So how do we do that? Well, one is we start, and this is one way to do it, but a university model. So you allow students to take a normal course load that you would take at a different high school, but you don't put them in class every single day of the week from 8.30 to 3.30 and marks them with a bell going off every hour, hour and a half. That's just moving kids around a building to keep them organized. You still give them classes. They might have math and English on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe sciences and electives and other classes Tuesday, Thursday. But you provide a highly skilled teacher who cares about them, delivers the content. There's an online component to this as well, of course. And you do that, and then what ends up happening is that they get the information they need, and then they start to form study groups. We have a student union that will be supervised by an instructional coach, if you will. And then they get office hours with teachers. Mm. They get to realize that, uh, yeah, I sometimes need some help. I need some guidance. Or maybe I'm a great writer. I want to be a better writer. Or I'm struggling with math. I just got to get this stuff down. Can you help me? And if you build a model so students can develop some of those soft skills I'm mentioning, uh, combine it with the proficiency aspect of just quality academics, then you may have a distinctive model that might actually work. Mm -hmm. But to develop academically in our proficiency mastery concepts, uh, busy work is not an option in this high school. We want to just make sure the kids know what they're supposed to know, whether that's in Bible or that's in math or that's in the sciences or any of the elective programs. Make sure that they know it. And if they are clearly showing that they don't know the information, let's put supports in place small groups and tutoring, namely, to make sure that they have the opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, the last thing I'll add to this, too, on academics, uh, many of the students in high school are so ready to move on to the next phase of life, uh, phase of life, even two years into the high school experience. It's very common for a freshman to be very excited about any high school because mm -hmm. it's so new and it's great. And, oh, my gosh, look at all these dances and people and all the things I'm associated with. It's just so uh, the, the stimulus of it. But once they get to about sophomore year, 
they start to just go, wow, hmm, this is interesting. And so what we're looking at at the academic side is an early college program as well, where it, you could be a freshman, uh, Mr. Whitaker, in this high school, son or daughter, and take a college-level course. It might be offered on our campus. It might be offered at a different campus. And in the Christian environment, we can be flexible with that. But we want to not put age or DOB restrictions on kids because they have the academic ability to be um, affluent in their studies. Mm -hmm. I think we've done ourselves a disservice by putting restrictions on when kids can take these classes. And uh, especially what if we have kids interested in business or interested in healthcare? Mm -hmm. Let's give them yeah. avenues to pursue those things at a young age and light them on fire. And not just a general curriculum, but let's get specific and, t and play to the gifts that God has has given them in their own lives. Yeah. So if I'm understanding you right, there's opportunities for remediation as a, if a student needs it. And there's opportunities for enrichment and uh, to advance if they're able to, which is very good. And then lastly, you just alluded to the idea of business or healthcare or in the fields. And I've heard the word internships and apprenticeships tossed around a lot in this program that we're looking at for Eugene Christian High School as well. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So it's not okay in the Christian community to develop students who just have a good moral compass or just have some good mental ascension about who Christ is and having a biblical worldview, to complete that entire personhood, if you will, in Christ, requires them to take that entire skill set, walk outside the school building, walk into a different building, and then see how it manifests itself. Mm -hmm. Now, we use language like you know getting out of the bubble or going into the world. We don't need to over-sensationalize it. The point is, internships and community partnerships are a key ingredient of this model. An example of that is in the university scheduling, a student's going to have time between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to go for an hour or two hours, depending upon their schedule, of course, and they might head down to the media studio down the street, and they might go work with somebody who's a video producer. They might go over to the dentistry and go, and what is it like to be a dental assistant? How do you actually work in people's mouths all day? How does this work? And how do you deal with stress? How do you bless people when they're in the chair and they can't talk to you? Whatever the industry is, the, that's built into the model so that they can take these small groups and discipleship and Bible and all the other facts and figures and, oh yeah, it actually works. All of this works in the field. And they understand that I now can be an influential person because every, all my words and all my actions matter. Yeah, that's really good. What an opportunity. The last thing I want to conclude with here is um, one of the taglines that I see around on everything, um, especially for Eugene Christian High School, is developing kingdom leaders. Um, shouldn't it be developing servant leaders? I mean, isn't that, servant leader is just the word I hear all the time. What's the difference between a kingdom leader and a servant leader? That's a great question. I, you know, and being a kingdom leader uh, certainly includes serving others. We, as a, as a praxis for teaching, Jesus talks repeatedly about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the heavens. And this is a statement that requires much study. <laughs> and I don't think we as a school community or even as a church community have done enough justice to really figure out what he's getting at. But we start with the idea with kingdom leadership that Jesus is king, he's Lord of the entire universe. Everything is under control. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, his kingdom has come. It's not come and it's full. Uh, we're in between times, if you will. But certainly it's come and we see its effects. Heaven and earth are on this colliding mission, and Jesus is at the center point in guiding this entire process. So it's a reality, it's a worldview statement. Mm -hmm. If you walk out in the street and you say, who's running this show? A kingdom leader would say, well, King Jesus is running this show. Mm -hmm. Well, why is there evil in the world? Well, that's a different question. 
Just because somebody's running the show doesn't mean they might be evil or something else. So we start there. But then if you take the Sermon on the Mount as an example, as a prime text, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in this context, and read the things Jesus talks about, about who's blessed, the upside-down kind of kingdom in terms of what we think are the those that are great and those that we don't think are so great, a kingdom leader is really somebody who embodies the things that Jesus is describing. Mm-hmm. So that means getting rid of anger. It means getting rid of lusting. It means when I serve others, I don't have to have a photo shared with a million people on social media. That's just not interesting to me. Those are the things that a kingdom leader eventually develops. You can say it's a person who serves or a person of character, but I think that's too short because it's under the authority of God and His Holy Spirit moving and pouring into our lives. Yeah. And so when we say kingdom leader, it's a person under the, the reign and rule of God, but that's influencing everybody around them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And we're a part of the development process. Yeah. <laughs> how, how fortunate are we? We yeah. get to do that. That's right. Well, let's wrap this up. If people want to know more uh, about Eugene Christian High School and want to interact with information, um, where should they start looking? Great question. If they go to the eugenechristianschool.com website, uh, go there, you'll see a big button that says High School. You can click right on the, the tab there. Uh, we've been updating that page with uh, notes from the meetings, a little bit more detail of what I'm describing here in this podcast. And then our next upcoming meeting is Monday, November 13th at 6 p.m. here at Eugene Christian School in the Music Room. There's also an interest list on there. It's not an enrollment list. It just means uh, a family. It could be any age. You have a sixth grade daughter you mentioned, so that would apply. Uh, Any uh, family that has a student at some point, whether they're going to be in high school next year or they're in elementary school, it doesn't matter. They can go onto the interest list, put in some really basic info. They'll get on our mailing uh, list, and then we'll invite them to uh, future meetings. Uh, But we are planning to open grades 9 through 12. Mm. So we've had students from Eugene, Springfield, private schools, public schools, homeschool co-ops, a uh, student uh, a couple days ago from even north outside Albany, um, they, the net has been casted. So it's really open to whomever, uh, as we're just talking about the mission and vision here, goes, yeah, that's exactly what we would want for our family too and for our high school student. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, I'm just praying the Lord is going to continue to just blow doors wide open for us to, to walk through and launch in this process. Thanks for taking time to answer my questions, and thanks for taking time to explain to the listeners. And listeners, thanks for hanging in there. Some great information. I look forward to seeing you all at some of the upcoming Eugene Christian High School events. Take care, and may the Lord richly bless you today. Dark, the same great peace that calmed the seas. Hallelujah, is living in me. The same great love.